bookworms. Welcome to the Picky Bookworm Podcast. I am so glad you're here. I am the Picky Bookworm, and I love bringing recognition to indie and self-published books through book reviews, proofreading, and podcasting. Today is First Chapter Friday, which is when I read the first chapter of an indie book and let you know what I think of the book based on the first chapter. I will also include a purchase link in the show notes for you to support these amazing authors, as well as a link to my website, thepickybookwormblog.blogspot.com, where you can participate in discussion questions. Ready? Grab your tea and let's go. Small caveat added to this particular recording. Um, the book that I read today is, um, it's a little harsh. So I did not, uh, as I normally do, uh, take out any of the cuss words. Um, I felt for this particular book, it was necessary to leave them in, uh, so that you guys could get the full scope of the reading, um, most of the books that I read, I take out the cuss words and I swap them for something a little bit kinder. This book, I, I don't feel that I could do that. So if you are offended by cuss words, please be aware there are some here. And if you listen to this with your young children in the house, please put on headphones um, if you don't want them hearing the explicit language. So I just wanted to add that caveat in to this particular episode. This is not a normal situation. Uh, this is very unique to this book in particular. So and I hope you enjoy the reading and I hope that you go and buy the book and support this author. Thanks everyone. Eden, Indiana is the kind of small town that makes you think you live in Mayberry with Andy and the gang. And at one point you realize you even have the whistle down. Friday nights are everyone's life here, even the adults. I mean, it's either that or meeting up at the local CVS to rev engines up and down Main Street with your buddies for a throw. On the other hand, you could be in with the gangsters, who even have their own mini rap group, complete with the marijuana. Anyway, you chalk it up. A kid like me is an outsider. Don't get me wrong. I can dig life in the fast lane, and nobody likes a party as much as me. It's just a motorcycle and hair like Nikki Six doesn't exactly fit in with either of those quality groups. It especially doesn't go over with the old folks. My name is Cole Harris and the story of how my life changed forever starts here in Eden. Hey, you better be going to the party tonight, Cole. Don't sweat it, Katie. I'll be there. This is a typical start to my Friday here at Columbia High. Katie is one of those girls who make you weak in the knees just hearing their name. You know, one of those beautiful girls where you lie awake at night just wishing you could be lucky enough to be the one she holds hands with. She also is a very sweet and accepting girl, probably the only person who has really tried to understand me in this crap hole, and she's also my ex. What up, pimpin? Tried to get a hold of you last night to see what's going on tonight, but you didn't answer. So, is it happening? This was a typical greeting from my best friend, Tyler Moore. We had been friends since I can remember, and ever since my mom's passing and his dad's arrest, we have always stood by each other through everything. Yeah, man, I got oxycodone, trams, Xanax, Vicks 750s, a quarter each, 
and enough alcohol to fuel a weekend at the track. You going to be able to go? That leash is getting pretty tight, isn't it? Shut up, man. Elaine doesn't have to know. Right on, brother. Meet me at the lookout after dark and we will head up there. I got to get to math class. Tyler and I had developed what most people would call a bad habit. Over the years, we became more and more rebellious and walked the line of recklessness. Drugs are a norm for both of us, as well as fighting. I can't count how many times one of us has been broken while the other one superglued them back to new. The stinging alarm of the bell awakes me to a detention and freedom until Monday. The mad rush to leave school is almost comical in its sense of chaos, like their lives will abruptly end if they cannot reach the doors at 321. I just go to my locker, get my leather jacket and keys, set my iPod to a little Rob Zombie, and walk towards my Harley. The Harley is a 67 hardtail with a new SNS motor powering it instead of a tired shovel head. The peanut tank and frame are both powder-coated black, and the tan leather hand-tooled seat is one of a kind. As soon as I get on it at the end of the day, it's just me, two wheels, 30 minutes at 55 miles per hour, and 145 cubic inches of freedom in its purest form. The sight of my grandfather's cabin is euphoric to me as I roll thunderously into the driveway. Living in the cabin I inherited from him had its downfalls, like the endless list of duties to maintain it, such as staining, mowing the immense lawn, and chopping wood for the stove, which was my chore tonight. As I split my last piece of wood for tonight, the downpour begins. I guess it was a good thing I mowed the grass first. While putting away my things in Grandpa's old pole barn, I glance at the clock and wonder how it can go from four to nine so quickly. That's the price I pay for inheriting a 12-acre lot with a wood-heated cabin, I guess. Grandpa basically raised me once my parents split, and he had no choice but to take me in when my mom passed in the spring of 08. He was like a father to me, especially when you consider I don't even remember much about my real dad. Anyways, Grandpa and I were always close from the beginning. I helped him take care of the land in his later years, such as mow the grass and split firewood so it was really no surprise when he left me the house in his will. Since I'm not married or enlisted, I couldn't actually have it until I was 18 because of Indiana state law, but I think he knew the deep appreciation I have for the place and for him. Once acquiring the house, I had to show ability to pay property taxes, water bill, electric, satellite TV, all those types of amenities on a monthly basis. While I knew I could swing that money monthly, I couldn't exactly be telling government workers and lawyers that I buy and sell various drugs and make profit. So I had a friend get me a job at Alwyn's Pit Barbecue, the local go-to for good food and gossip. Within two months, I had fallen into a managerial position and salary pay. When I wanted to accept, they told me the only way I could pull this off was to take my last necessary credit once a week in an online class through Columbia. I was even more stoked at this point, so the drugs slowed and the work ensued. Tonight is Friday, however, and I have the night off for Katie's party. After getting in a quick workout on the heavy bag and grabbing a shower, I headed out the door to meet up with Tyler. This time, I trade in the hog for the diesel. I just bought her about a year or so ago after some good deals. It's a 2008 Ford F-250 crew cab with an 8-inch lift and beautiful 18-inch black rims 
wrapped in 38-inch Mickey Thompson Bajas. The truck itself is white with black trim along the bottom. All leather inside with a set of 12-inch kickers and a two-channel amp, and the black smoke rolls out of a 6-inch exhaust with a 9-inch chrome tip. I think it's safe to say that Herb has been good to me thus far. As soon as I pull in, Tyler, who was waiting outside, opens the door and hops in. You could at least wait until I put it in park next time more. Yeah, whatever, Pansy. Just get us to the party, all right? Someone's grouchy. Balls must be getting uncomfortable in that purse. Well, they happen to be out for the night, so can we please just go get fucked up already? Ty's relationship with Elaine could be described as strained, if you were being generous. They were the couple at Columbia who were envied from the outside. But all of their friends couldn't stand being around when they were together. The constant fighting, head games, jealousy, and control is overwhelming to everyone close to them, myself included. I smiled and shook my head as he laughed at himself, and we peeled out of the parking lot and headed towards Katie's house. The feeling of succumbing to extreme judgment upon arrival at a party could be one of the most awkward things ever, especially at Katie's, where everybody thinks either we are going to get back together or Blake is going to kick my ass. Blake Johnson is her new boyfriend and captain of the football team. Knowing how he feels about me, the whole kicking my ass thing stands a legit chance. The party was already hot by the time Tyler and I arrived. There were tables for beer pong, a huge bonfire, and the stereotypical groups congregating. The kids, who were amateur at best with an instrument, were playing for a reluctant crowd by the fire. The pretty girls were herded together watching the jocks do keg stands, and the few lightweights were scattered around, passed out, or puking. After an hour of making my rounds of small talk and smoking out my quarter with a friend of mine, Dion, I realized I had no idea where Tyler was. Yo, has anybody seen Tyler around lately? I had made my way over to the bonfire by now. Not that I was concerned about Tyler really, but on occasion he will get himself into trouble when he's partying. Hopefully he got the hint and left, but if he did, it's too bad he didn't take you with him. Blake's taunting voice rang loud from the pond stock. How did you fucking posers get invited to this party anyhow? Because I know I didn't invite you, and Katie doesn't want you here either. Whatever, bro. I just want to find my friend, and then maybe we'll leave. Why don't you just go toss a football with your buddies, or whatever it is you beer-bellied fucks do with these things? Blake was obviously drunk. He was slurring his speech and stumbling about as he shouted at me. That's enough, both of you! Cole, I'll help you find Tyler, but then why don't you just leave before something bad happens? I always loved it when people said that after an intense argument. If a fight is so bad, someone please explain to me why we make circles around them and take videos when they break on in public. In any event, he went back to his keg and beefcake buddies, and Katie and I walked in search of Tyler. So you haven't talked to me in a week, and the first thing you say to me is, get out? That's not true. I believe I asked you to come to my party today. Sarcasm. Nice. I thought so. You gotta admit, it was kind of cute. Yeah, it was cute, but not kind of. Nothing about you is kind of cute. Well, thanks, I guess. Where the hell is Tyler anyway? We're almost back to the fire, and I haven't seen him anywhere. Subject changes like that hurt. I've broken just about every bone in my body and countless other things that people say hurt. 
but I'd rather go through any of that 100 times over than to have her deliberately shun me away like that. Who knows where he ran off to, but thanks for walking with me. It's nice to get to see you once in a while. I better get let you get back over to your fairy of a boyfriend, though. It doesn't look like he's holding his liquor too well. Shut up, Cole. Just because things aren't how you want them doesn't mean you have to hate the world. Shocked by that response, I decided to sit down by the fire with a jar of shine. Not much after I get comfortable, I hear Blake shouting my name again. Cole, hey, boy, you still at my party, huh? I thought I told you to leave. He was beginning to aggravate me, but I decided to just brush it off and ignore him. Sorry, Blake. I'll get right on that, pal. I ain't your pal, you little rat. You think you're such a badass with your tattoos and motorcycle? You think you're going to get Katie back from me? Well, guess what? She hates you, and she told me so. His shouting was drawing a crowd. Oh, did she tell you so? Damn, I'm surprised you remembered that. Now tell me, was that before or after you got your 15 seconds of fame in that she thought about me? The urge to give him what he deserved was getting harder and harder to walk away from. Blake just knows how to get underneath my skin. Don't interrupt me when I'm talking, boy. Nobody likes you. You're trash. What would your mom think of you, boy? Or even worse, your grandpa. At this point, I was pissed off. <clears throat> Most of the time, I can just fire back with something witty and stingingly personal, then laugh it off. But bringing up my grandpa was just a little too much to let go. So I ever so gently set my mason jar down, grinned, and shot up from my seat by the fire, meeting him full speed at the front of the dock and tackling him off the side into the shallows of the pond. I then got up and greeted him with two sharp lefts to the side of his face and decided to just leave him to lie on the bank of the pond. I looked up to the stairs of everyone there and then walked towards my truck. I stopped briefly in front of Katie, who was crying and looking at me like I had just committed first-degree murder. If your dick of a boyfriend is going to be at one of these next time you think of inviting me, don't. I can't believe you just sat there and let him say all that. You must really like seeing me in pain, huh? Katie looked at me with shock, along with everyone who had gathered to watch the showdown. It was quiet enough to hear a mouse. Well, except for me. I was yelling. Infuriated, actually. How could she look at me like that? Like she was taking his side. Cole, it just... Just forget it. I'm just a piece of trash, so what's it matter anyway? I walked towards my truck, grabbing a bottle of Jack and chugging along the way. Thanks, everyone. This reading was chapter one of The Pact by Brandon Reader. He is a good friend of mine on Twitter, and I was super excited to be able to do this for him. So I definitely encourage you guys to head over to Amazon. I will leave a link in the show notes for you uh, to go and purchase this book and support this amazing author. He is a huge supporter of mine. He has been a good friend of mine uh, since I joined Twitter about a year ago. And, um, I'm just, I'm really grateful to be able to do this for him. So, um, head over and I will see you guys next week. Thanks.